Hello and welcome back to Nurse in Transition. I'm your host, Kiana Brathwaite, and I wanted to say if you can hear my fan in the background, forgive me, not really. Um, it's a little warm, so instead of having a crazy window air conditioning going because those things are hella noisy, I just have the fan. So that's that background noise. Um, I wanted to kind of follow up last episode. It was a bit heavy, and while I won't apologize um, for crying, I needed to. It was really what I felt and what was going on. And I used to try to hide it sometimes when things would get that heavy. And I've gotten to a point now where um, I don't. Uh, I will share this with you. And I, this is kind of what I've, I'm learning to do. Uh, just breathe. I um, really had to learn how to breathe. Sometimes breathing meant crying. Um, but then once I was able to kind of release that tension and all of what was going on, I was then able to plan and readjust and cry and breathe and plan and readjust. So um, yeah, just kind of working through that whole process now. And um, one thing I, I got to just breathe. Of course, you hear it in all places. But uh, last year, my daughter, our daughter moved up and yes, there's a thing called a move up ceremony. Now I'm not used to it. I'm a Gen X, you know, you went from elementary to junior high school and it was like, all right, see ya. Um, but, <laughs> um, but during her move up ceremony for fifth graders, she was a fifth grader and eighth graders who were going into high school, the director um, of academics at their school left them departing into summertime with the old adage, just breathe. Right. And recently I remember hearing my daughter kind of uh, repeat that to herself. So um, this is her first year of middle school. And I remember when she first entered school, I kind of looked at this time in our lives as a major transition um, and something that I thought I'd never be ready for. But during her move up ceremony, you know, and I was watching all of the parents who had children who were going from middle school to high school. And I was listening to the students who got up to speak and present and uh, share and, you know, hearing um, the director give the advice to both parents and students of just breathe, you know, it, it was needed. And um, it kind of made me look at uh, where we were in our lives in retrospect. And, and you kind of talk, you know, this is a podcast about transition um, and nurses and transitioning and kind of what that looks like and just transitioning in life and how it's perpetual. And, you know, I realized with transition that um, when you look at things, right, from the point in which you are, they look very different from when they arrive. And um, we anticipated her going into middle school. And I remember when she hit like third grade, I was like, Oh my God, I'm not ready. You know, middle school is like right around the corner. Um, and you know, are we going to be able to handle it? And just kind of mentally freaking out. And I would talk to other parents at their old school and go, you know, what do you think? What are your thoughts? And kind of looking at it from that perspective, right? Like right then and there and, and not having any idea of what it would look like when we got there. Um, so I realized, you know, you can't necessarily be ready for everything. Uh, you really have no idea. And this is something that I learned many, many years ago. So in, in nursing school, you're taught to anticipate, right, how you're going to react when things happen. Um, and 
you go through clinicals um, to try to get you, you know, they talk about muscle memory and all that, but it's really getting you used to um, the environment so that when something does happen, it's not an unfamiliar environment and you can then kind of clear your head and think through whatever the problem is. But I realized that when, you know, people talk about, hey, what would you do if XYZ happened? And at first when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I'd XYZ, ABC and da 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 And um, a couple years ago I had, well, not a couple, it was actually about 12 to 13 years ago, I had a head-on collision. And I remember saying, if anybody ever hit my car, I would do this and I did da 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 And when I had the head-on, I, I actually kind of, I think I lost consciousness for a few seconds. But when I woke up, I, that thought of what I thought I would do came back to me. And I remember kind of assessing my situation and going, that's not the best thing for this situation. You know, that reaction isn't going to be helpful. Um, and the driver was already confrontational and I wasn't really in a good physical mental space. And so I decided to handle the situation based on what was in front of me. And from that point forward, I realized I'm never going to know what I'm going to do in any given situation. Um, and I, I don't want to hold myself accountable for that. So anyway, I fast forward to our daughter going to sixth grade and over the summer, you know, before I'm like, oh, we need to make sure that they prepare and we'll do all this, you know, prep stuff over the summer and do it and, you know, get her ready for sixth grade because it's going to kick her tail and, you know, all this. And over the summer, I was like, Mm-mm, we ain't doing none of that. We going to breathe. <laughs> We are in a position to transition and transition well, and I want us to go into this refreshed and not frazzled and stressed out. So we're going to take the advice of the academic director and we breathed, right? We took a deep breath the entire summer, chilled, hung out and really enjoyed ourselves. And as we got closer, I recognized that my daughter was starting to get nervous, right? She was starting to freak out and uh, wonder what it was going to be like and, and, you know, talk about, oh, uh, she's afraid. And, and I, I was really glad to hear her kind of articulate that because I remember when I went from elementary school to junior high school, I had no clue what to expect. And I was not in a position where um, I was even comfortable with having that conversation with my mom. I think, you know, there was just this expectation of what what my performance was previously, I would just carry that on. And, you know, um, there was just these unspoken expectations. So for her to be able to say to me, you know, I'm scared, I'm freaking out, I don't know what to expect. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. First of all, I thought that was really mature, because how many adults can really honestly say to somebody that they're scared, you know, and they're worried that they don't know how to handle it and that they see that they aren't really ready for it. And, you know, just to be able to articulate that in and of itself. But then, you know, she, she, she cried, you know, she, her concerns were valid. Um, she had had some struggles in elementary school and she was worried that they would, 
you know, resurface in, in a really bad way. And, um, you know, she just was concerned. You know, she had heard that middle school was like this big deal and she wasn't sure she could hack it. Plus, she um, applied for and was accepted in a performing arts school. So there was an added stressor there because it wasn't just middle school that she was going to have to get used to. It was also, you know, being a part of this new performing arts school. So there was a lot going on in her head. And um, her concerns actually showed me that she was in the right place, right? Um, Because she was not pushing it to the side. She was not, you know, trying to cover it up. She wasn't trying to put on a good face. You know, she recognized that she is in a state of transition and she recognized that she's not sure what that transition is going to look like. And she was like, you know, trying to not necessarily get in front of, but just say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm recognizing this. I'm acknowledging this and I'm freaking out. Um, And, you know, for me, seeing that in her, I I really see progress, right? And and with us humans, period, human beings, um, we have expectations of ourselves and we don't give ourselves credit for when we're making progress, right? And progress can look any, in any number of ways. It can, you can fall forward, right? Or you can be crawling on your hands and knees, you know, you can walk, you can run, you can drive, you can ride on a bike. Progress, and, and I'm using this metaphorically, progress, um, as long as there is movement. And sometimes, you know, we don't recognize that progress can actually be made when we're having to step backwards. Because um, that's, especially when we're stepping backwards, that's when we're making, we're preparing to make leaps and bounds forward. And we don't really give ourselves credit for the, the progress that we're making and, and the fact that we continue to move forward. Um, and what matters, you know, is, is that you're not stopping, you know, whether it's a lateral move, whether it's a forward move, whether it's 16 steps backwards, you know, and then you regroup yourself and you continue to move forward, you're moving. And, um, we need to celebrate that. Right. And so, um, after she finished crying about her stressors and she, she was breathing and, um, she walked into the school year, uh, the school has this thing called onboarding, which, um, it's just a reminder for returning students on how to use the software, the platforms. It gives them a day or two to really kind of just settle in, I think, which is needed. And then, um, at the end of the week, they start to, and I'm using air quotes because it's usually kind of get to know you stuff and still making sure that you're getting used to the system and checking in and looking at your grades and checking your email. Cause there's a lot to uh, cyber school. You, you wouldn't believe. Um, so just kind of reacclimating, right. Is what the first week looks like. And then her second week was um, when she started at her performing arts school and she realized, you know, she was like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't half bad. You know, um, I'm, I'm met some people during auditions and they're there. And, you know, when I, when we, the school had a back to school, um, icebreaker picnic and she got the a student ambassador to kind of show her around and meet other people. And then when she got there, she just kind of struck up a conversation with some folks in classes. And, you know, she was like, Hey, this, this isn't too bad. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this. And I've, I really admire her, right? Because her outlook on life is so much less pessimistic and cynical than mine. And she just, 
has not been, uh, um, I'm looking for a word and it's not coming to me, but you know, she hasn't been touched by too much disappointment. And even when things do disappoint her, she rebounds really well and has a great spirit. And I just, I admire that about her, you know, um, she really is uplifting and I've learned so much about life and myself that she's taught me, um, I could share so many different stories, but you know, she sees things and, um, she, she just speaks on them and she's very honest and very open. And, um, you know, so I look forward to continuing to learn. I, I found that having my children is an ever learning process. Um, they both teach me something at least 16,000 times a day. Um, and, you know, with, as I stated, you know, we're kind of moving away from our home and that's, that's a process. Uh, you talk about transition there, but as things come to an end, you know, from, from my time in my home, um, and my years as an employee and being a working mom, as opposed to being a present mom, um, you know, I, I'm thankful for transitioning from those things to where I am. And sometimes, you know, I may cry and mourn the losses that came with no longer being an employee, right? Or no longer being a working mom or no longer um, having our home. Uh, and at times I freak out about the changes, um, which is perpetual. And then I, I remember as I'm freaking out about these things, um, one, to give myself grace and space. Like that's one thing that I've, I'm really reminding myself of is that, I need to give myself grace and space, right? I give everybody else grace and space and, and I show up for everybody else. And, but you know, when it comes time to do that for myself, my expectations of what I'm supposed to be able to handle and do are very different. And I remember the word wise words of Mark Allen, the um, academic director of uh, Palks and breathe. Right. And so I do that. And breathing for me can look any which one of ways, but I do do that now. And then I'm ready to go and do whatever I need to do in whatever way I need to do it. Um, and so I'm going to bring it to a close. I just, you know, she, I, and seeing my daughter freak out <laughs> about middle school and have it resonate with some of my earlier years freaking out. Um, when, when she and her brother were younger and, uh, just having her echo some of my fears and concerns and, and seeing that watching her grow up into this point and continue to grow, realizing that she has what it takes to handle it, uh, more than she ever can know. Um, I just want to leave you with this thought that, um, you know, life is going to throw you a curveball quite often, actually, um, sometimes every day of the week. And it's full of uncertainty. Uh, and I think that's what really freaks us out, right? Is the uncertainty, uh, the lack of control. Um, and when it does release that pent up energy, however you need to, what it, in a healthy, self-promoting, positive way, right? So for me, that would be going for a walk um, or crying because uh, you just need to cry. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman, you just need to cry. Um and, you know, then take a breath and tackle whatever is coming at you one spoonful at a time. My husband made a good analogy about all the stuff that I had on a, on my plate one day. And he was talking about his uncle who um, 
would get these huge plates of food put in front of him, right? And he would look at him with this huge plate of food. The man was skinny as all get out. And he was like, oh my gosh, how is he going to eat all that? And he noticed, he watched him one day and he just would do one spoonful at a time. You know, just this plate was full of food and he would just do one spoonful at a time. And eventually he would get to that last spoonful and, and the food was gone. His plate was cleared. And so I leave you with that. Um, breathe. Do whatever you need to, to release the energy and the worry and the fears and the concerns and everything that comes with the uncertainty of how you're going to handle whatever it is you're dealing with right now. And then after you do that, tackle it one spoonful at a time. That's all you can do. Give yourself the grace and space to tackle it the way that you need to tackle it. And with that, I you know want to say thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you again. Um, and at some point I will be creating a Facebook page just so that, you know, once you're following if, and you want to share or, or whatever the case may be a platform, um, for us to connect, you can ask me questions, whatever you need to do. I'm working on that right now. Um, but I'm letting you know that is coming. I want you to, wherever you are in your day, have a great rest of your day. And wherever you are in your week, have an even more awesome week. And I look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Take care.